You're listening to the Take Your Shot podcast, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers looking to grow and scale their business. I'm your host, Hallie Heather, and my goal is for you to walk away feeling empowered and inspired as you continue to build a business that you're passionate about and that serves both you and your clients well. So whether you're operating as a side hustle or you're looking for tips and tricks on how to improve and scale your business, you, my friend, are in the right place. You don't have to figure it all out on your own, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. Today I've got an amazing guest. She travels all over the world and not only that, but she is a husband and wife photo and video team and they are so awesome based in Colorado. So Kate, welcome. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, Like you said, I'm a photographer, but I also work with my husband, Sam, which has been So, so fun the last few years, just getting to go to weddings on weekends together and live our life in, live our life in harmony with our work, which is so, so fun getting to just like be together and work together every day. So yeah, I started in photography. Well, I picked up a camera in high school, but didn't start until college. And it was kind of like my escape from my nine to five. Basically, I got my first big girl job doing social work, which I thought was, you know, like my life's end work. I wanted to make a nonprofit and serve women through like domestic violence and stuff like that. And I was so passionate about it. And then about a year into doing it full time, I was so burnt out, so emotionally drained. And I was kind of realizing that I was so empathetic with my work that I wasn't able to separate what I was doing and like the stories I was hearing and I would come home and not be able to shut it off. So photography became my little like side project that was putting color and life back into my everyday. It was like such a relief. And then after about a year of working there, I finally made the jump to go full-time with photography. It was just like taking off and it was so much fun. And I almost felt guilty like at first being like, okay, I'm supposed to be helping these people and this is what I went to school for. But weddings and engagements and being with people that are so happy is so much fun. And I finally found this really good spot where I was like, okay, but I am able to make an income and give it to these nonprofits and pay these people who are doing it so much better than I am. And I feel like I found so much freedom in that. And that's kind of like what really propelled me into the like entrepreneurship sphere was like, okay, like honing in on what I'm good at and honing in on like what feels good to my life and not trying to like work so hard and make things work that aren't I don't know, like aren't aligning with my life and like my personality. Um, And I think that's something that we kind of like miss the mark on so often. Like our parents' generations, it's like you just go into a field and then you stay there your whole entire life. Like no matter what personality type you have, no matter what your life goals are, you're just like, I'm a carpenter or like I'm, I'm a CPA or something. Like that's just what you do your whole life because you spent money on going to school or something. And I feel like our generation is finally kind of like breaking that mold and being like, 
okay, but who am I as a person and how am I going to serve people the best way that I can where I'm not getting burnt out and they're getting a gift too. So that's why photography is just so, so fun for me. And I've also been starting to do more mentorship and education now alongside that too, which is just so much fun. Um, just like breaking down the barriers and like the gatekeeping of what it takes to be a sustainable business that has clients kind of like knocking at your door, being like, there's more than enough for all of us. So that's been really fun too, to kind of like share just the journey that we've been on to get us here. Cause we're just so, so grateful for the life that entrepreneurship has given us. I love that. I love that so much. And I feel like there's so many different ways we could take this conversation while I've got you here because you're, you're so experienced. But I would love to kind of take it back from just like, even just like starting out your photography business. Cause I think so many people have been in that state of doing something that they either feel pressured to do because we come from like our parents' generation telling us like, yeah, you choose a job and you stick with that. And that's kind of like the norm. Yeah. But I love how you really broke that mold and like for yourself, figured like, okay, but like, I can kind of make my own way. And I'm really passionate about these things. And I, I kind of resonate a lot with that too. In that like, I was working a job for a fortune 500 company leading five different teams. And like, sure, I was making really good money. And I went to school and I, I was using my degree in a lot of ways, but like, I was coming up so empty. And I found that I was trading my mental health for a paycheck. And I think so often, like, you know, the older generations are kind of saying, you got to grind it out. You got to grind it out. But really, like, I think even throughout the pandemic, people have learned that life is so short. And that's really like what this podcast is about is just like really empowering people to like take their shot and like go after the things that they're called to do. And I just love how you really align with that. And and so I would love to hear a little bit about like when you were first getting started. So whether it was like right before that transition or in that transition from going from your full time job to being self-employed, what were some of the big hurdles that you had to overcome? Like what were some of the biggest challenges that you were facing, whether it's mental or physical, like what was the hardest part in that transition for you? Yeah. So thinking back, I think the biggest thing was that guilt of, I have invested so much of my life into this career that is a lot safer, I guess, like conservative. This is like what you're supposed to be doing. And entrepreneurship is so scary. If, if you don't have like someone walking you through it, it's like you could fall flat on your face and waste like a whole year of your life with like the startup of it. And that was really, really scary for me. And I think something that I had in my corner was that we had just gotten married. So I had Sam kind of like in the back of my head being like, no, 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 you can do this. So that was really helpful for me. And I know a lot of people are able to, you know, take their shot on their own and have that confidence. But that was like a huge hurdle for me, just like the confidence of it and just knowing that I could do it. And I think that's why mentorship is so fun too, because you're, you're getting the permission from someone that has been where you're at and then they got out of it. So you're taking someone that has like the roadmap laid out for you and kind of like holding your hand through it and being like, it is so possible and you have everything that you need in yourself and just having people like bring that out of you. So Sam is like a huge encourager to me and that was really helpful. But it honestly, I feel like my mindset change didn't happen until maybe like two years later, like around like 2020, 2021, I had a huge mindset shift. And that is what really 
I think took me from like, like going from A to B is like quitting the job and then going full time with photography, like the first step, like I built a business. And then I feel like what got me from B to C was that mindset shift of, yeah, you don't have to, it doesn't have to look like everyone else. And just honing in on like what makes me me and being like, I am providing a beautiful thing to other people and like really owning that and being like, well, I I feel like, cause when you're an entrepreneur at first, like you're a baby entrepreneur, you're like, okay, are you sure you want to give me money for this thing that I'm doing that I'm really passionate about? And I would have done it anyways, you know, like whether that's (laughs) making wedding signs or being a photographer or doing makeup or I know these are all like wedding (laughs) themed jobs but that's like all that's on the top of my head but any entrepreneur like at first it was a hobby you know usually and so it's like awkward of being like okay I'm gonna start like taking money money from people and start making an income from this but then having that mind mindset shift of I am providing something so valuable to people and I'm doing it in a way that's like, it's going to be easy for them to get the product or service. They're going to have so much fun in the process and they're going to get so much value out of it too. So it's like a two way street where you're both getting something out of it. And I feel like I'm so derailing from your original question. (laughs) No, that's totally good. And I think, I know, I think that's so, so true though, because there's so many people who yeah, do early on, just try to figure out like, how do I charge for, for something that I love doing? And I think that's why so often people will kind of get in that trap of like undercharging and not fully like seeing the value of what they're doing. I am mentoring some photographers and, um, one of the biggest things I see is like, or one of the first questions I'll ask them is like, how much, so how much are you charging for these weddings? And they'll say a number. And I'm just like, that is so low. Are you kidding me? Your work is so much better than that. And I think it's an, it it isn't a mindset shift because when you're doing it on the side, you think like, well, it's just bonus money, right? Like you just kind of already have income and all this, but as soon as you go full time and you realize like, oh, actually like there's so much more that goes into this. And when you're actually relying on that income, you're paying a lot more attention to where that money is going and how much of that you actually see after all these expenses. And so that is so true. Like having to figure out like, how do you charge for this and how do you turn it into a business that's actually sustainable. And I know that's something that you're really passionate about of like the sustainability piece. And so as you're kind of making your break into going into photography, what were some things that you early on in your business wish you would have done differently? Yeah, no, I feel like that is, that is a huge piece of being an entrepreneur. And I want to go back to what you said, like a few minutes ago, when you were working at your fortune 500 company And I think from the outside, things like that are like, wow, you're making such good money and like you're going to an office and you're working with these like huge companies. And I think we can get lost on that and be like, okay, this is supposed to feel good because I'm making a lot of money. And you can fall into that same trap as an entrepreneur too, being like, okay, I'm finally making six figures and I'm finally making a lot of money. I finally have recognition, whatever that means to you. Are you published? Did you, you know, book a destination wedding, whatever it is. And I think for me, I hit a point where I was like, this isn't worth it. Like, yes, I'm making good money, but I am losing myself. I'm losing my time and I'm losing like my mental health doing it, keeping up with everything. And that, yeah, that was like a really, really hard part for me. And I think 
honestly, that changed everything. That happened when I had my daughter and I, you're probably like me, Hallie, where we just like go, go, go. Like I just thrive on like new adventure and new things and like dipping my toes in every little thing that I can. And I've lived like that my whole life. And so photography is so fun where it's like, you know, can you shoot my wedding in Hawaii next week? Yes. I will drop everything and go do that. And then once I had my daughter, it was like my heart and my mind was split between these two things. And I was like, no amount of money is worth giving up time with her. So I got to this place where I was like, okay, it's not just about like grinding and, and getting to these places that we think are, you know, what other people would call success. It really is about like aligning it to you. And just like you said, that's why you quit your job in the first place. Cause it's like, yeah, you can be making a lot of money, but what are you giving up in the process? And so, yeah, that was like a huge, huge shift for me. And I think something that's so important that we lose as entrepreneurs, like you just try so hard. And yes, at the beginning, you need to do that. You have ample time. And so that's what you're putting in. But once you like hit that sweet spot where you're, well, I don't even call it a sweet spot, but there's like this point in time where you don't have time anymore. Time becomes your currency and it's not about the money. It's you're willing to pay whatever you can to have more time to build your business and then you can make more money. And so I think, yeah, that was like a huge part of what I am so passionate now about teaching because, you know, you can always be really passionate about teaching other photographers like, okay, how do you hustle? How do you get the results? And that's all great. And I think that's needed at the beginning, but then also refining your business and being like, okay, how is this sustainable? It's sustainable when you make it work in harmony with your life and the things that you want to be as a person, you know, like maybe you don't want to be traveling 24 seven. Maybe you do want to be home more or you want to get a dog. And so like, you know, these trips like three, four weeks at a time aren't sustainable anymore or something like that. Okay. I love that. And I think what you were saying is so cool. Like just you get to that point where yes, you're making good money, but the lifestyle and what you're having to try to keep up with that can't contain it. Like you kind of realize like, man, I really value this time. And I'm sure motherhood has a lot to do with that. I'm sure just like the, the more you grow the business, it kind of becomes like, there's more you have to do. So as you kind of reach that point, what are some of the first things that you took off your plate and how did you do that? That's a good question because I think I stumbled around for quite a bit to figure out what it was. I think I had like a year of trying like trial and error of what was possible for me to give up without feeling like I was giving my business away or feeling like I was kind of, I don't know, selling out and not being a part of my business. And so the first thing that I did, I I had a few like kind of virtual assistants in the past where they would just help with like one little thing And then they'd kind of move on. And so then it would come back to me. And so I got to this place where I was like, I just need help, but I don't know what that looks like. So I sat down and I wrote out all the characteristics of a virtual assistant that I would want. So not necessarily the tasks that I needed someone to do, because like that's that's an easy button. That's so simple. And to me, it wasn't simple. I was like, okay, well, I need someone that I can throw ideas back and forth with, and they understand my vision 
of making clients feel like kings and queens and also having a bespoke, you know, boutique experience throughout the beginning to end. Like that's so specific. So I wrote down these things and I put it out into the world and I found like the most incredible virtual assistant, Leah, who I feel like she changed my business. Like I love her so much. So that really helped too. And then I was able to work with her and be like, what do you think I need help with? Like, what do you, what do you see? And that was, yeah, just really helpful for me to have someone else be like, you're wasting a lot of time in this. So for example, like one of those things is is emails. And I go into this a lot in my program is like setting up automations and emails. And it sounds very robotic, but it is like the furthest thing. I was writing individual, like personalized email responses to every single one of my clients for every single stage of the process. Like I knew my stages and I knew what was coming next, but I was like writing them from scratch. And she was like, why, why don't you want templates for this? And I was like, well, that just feels so, you know, that takes so much of the personalization. It takes so much of the experience away. And she's like, no, it's not <laughs> like you're still, you're still yourself giving all of yourself to them at every stage. And it's okay that it's like the same base email. So that was one of the things that I started to like give up. And I was like, okay, that still feels good. That just saved me hours of my life. And the client is happier because they get an email like right away, as soon as they finish the questionnaire or maybe exactly three weeks before the wedding or something like that. And it took so much weight off of my workload too. Totally. So those are like some of the things that I had to wrestle with, with like, okay, what feels good to me? Editing is like a huge thing. I've tried so many different editors, so many different like AI programs and just things to help. And that was always really, really hard for me to give up because I feel like that was the one thing of my business that I was like, that is me. Like no one else can edit like me. And so I'm still trying to find ways that it can feel like I'm still hand editing every single image while having support and help to make the process go a lot smoother. So kind of figuring out, okay, maybe that's culling, maybe that's like album creation, and maybe that's getting like the first edits done and then they're sent back to me and then I can put the final touches on. So those are some of the things that I've worked on over the last few years to make make it sustainable, make it more efficient, but not feel like I'm like losing myself in the process. Totally. And, and since kind of taking things off your plate, what has that done for you and your business in terms of allowing you to, whether that's scale or be more creative, like how has that given back to you in your business? Oh my gosh. I feel like it's given my life back. <laughs> I, Oh, I cannot say enough about how this has changed my business. And I don't talk about this often because it's like, it's really sad and embarrassing, but I feel like I was at the point where I was ready to give it all up. I was like, I don't care that it looks successful from the outside. I, I feel like I'm, I'm giving up too much myself. And I know some people, like maybe if you're a three on the Enneagram or something, you're like, success is all that matters. And so you're able to push through those things, but I am a seven tried and true. And so I have to do things that like feel good to me. Like my, (laughs) it sounds so selfish, but 
at the core, like I have to feel good about what I'm doing and it has to be fun and it has to be worth it for me to keep doing it. And so I was at the point where I was like, I want to throw all this away because my personal life is being sacrificed too much. So once I, once I like put all these things into practice and got everything organized, like under the hood and it felt good and my time was given back to me, I just feel like everything felt so much better. And at the same time that like, so this was maybe like two years ago now, this was the same year that we hit our highest income for that year while scaling back, while pulling back, working less. So it was like more days at home with my baby and my husband. And then we're making more income, which felt amazing. We bought our dream house last year. And then I was finally able to have the space to start mentoring more and not just like do one-on-one sessions when they fit in. I was able to put all of this into like a course and finally release it, which again, like as a seven, if you feel like your hands are tied and you're not able to do the things that you want to do, it is like mental torture. So finally having that freedom to be like, what do I want in my business? What are the different ways that I can scale and bring in more income and bring in more time back into my life? So that was, yeah, that was incredible to get more time back in my life. And then I didn't know if I would like scale my business more. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but as it just gives you the the time and the space to make that decision when you're ready for it. Totally. There's two things you touched on um, when you're talking about scaling your business and how one of it was giving you back more time and the other was giving you also more money. Typically think people feel like you have to exchange your time to get that money, but you literally yeah. flipped that equation around. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about this? I'm really curious, like genuinely, like what, what does that look like? So how did you pull it off where you were working less, but making more? So I think this can totally look different for everyone else. Um, and I think it's not a simple answer. So I'll kind of touch on, I guess, what like my life has looked like. But so one of those things I'm thinking of when I finally felt like caught up on stuff and not like my business was just like pulling everything from me is when I get the most creative personally. And I think a lot of creatives would agree with that. Like you need space to create art. If you're like, okay, you just finished this. Now you need to do this. And then in five minutes, you're going to go create your art. (laughs) Like that is an artist nightmare. It's like, you need time to be inspired and think in your head and just feel like what comes, comes up for you. I know that's so foo-foo, but I feel like it's so true for an artist. And so when I finally got that space back, the first thing I did was host a style shoot. I was like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do this. And things just came together and it was so much fun. I felt like I was able to be creative for the first time in a really long time. I remember thinking like nobody, there's like no clients that are going to maybe like judge these. Like I don't have to meet anyone's expectation. I can do this for me. And I hadn't done that in such a long time. And it was just so life-giving to me to be like, okay, photography is my thing. Like I am not just a worker for everyone else, like giving them what they need. This is me. And this is like why I created this business. So that was really fun. 
Another way I think was I finally was able to travel more and do destination weddings. So as you know, travel is just like, it takes so much out of you, time, exhaustion, effort, like so much on your brain. You have full days of just travel where not only are you not actually like shooting content, but then it's taking you away from your other work too. And so that can be really hard to fit into a busy schedule and being able to free up my time and like have my business feel like a little bit more on autopilot. We were able to go do a bunch of um, destination weddings and it was really, really fun. Like we always kind of mix business and pleasure. I know people hate that, but we were like, okay, we're already going. We're already going to Italy. I'm not going to not enjoy myself. So we would plan like a few extra days and make family days out of it. And we'd bring our daughter and it was so, so fun. So those are some of the ways I guess travel, like those aren't necessarily scaling my business monetarily, but I think it's providing so much enrichment into our lives that I would consider that a way to be like pulling back working less, but then gaining so much more from it too. So those are some of the ways that I feel like my, my business and my life expanded by making these shifts. Totally. And I think for listeners who are kind of thinking, okay, how, how do I do something like that in my business? Like, how do I evaluate what I need to be pulling back on and how can I scale? Like, what are some practical tips you would give to them? Because obviously you've seen a lot of success in this in your life and you've gotten a lot of life back from, you know, delegating tasks and, you know, fitting in work and pleasure and making space for creativity. I think those are all really great things for the listener here who's kind of maybe either early on or really craving that in their business. What practical steps or what areas of their business should they evaluate like in to, to be able to do that? That's a good question. Oh, that's a hard one. I think. I think it would really depend on that person, honestly, and like evaluating why they started photography in the first place. Like, why did you start this job? I think for me, I have always been business minded. Like one of my degrees that I got in college was entrepreneurship. So that I I would honestly say that that takes precedence over the photography for me. Like, I've always been an artist, but I love different mediums. And I never was like, I'm going to be a photographer for the rest of my life. And so for me, I really like dabbling and kind of playing with all these different avenues of entrepreneurship to build my business around me. So that's just me. I think for someone else, I would ask them, what what inspires you? Like, what keeps you going? Why did you start this job? Did you start this job because you wanted to work from home and make your own schedule? Or did you start this job because you are just so fascinated with the timelessness of photographs? Or do you love weddings and you just want to be like a part of the celebration as much as you can? And like, you're just obsessed with love. I think I would hone in on like what makes them passionate what drives them and then work from there so like what are the things that feel you know what are the things you're avoiding doing what are you procrastinating on what takes the longest time and then you can also do a cost analysis too like what what are you working on through the day-to-day and then how much return on that investment are you getting 
So one of the things I did early on was started time tracking. So how much time is this taking me and is it worth it? I, I could go a lot more into all this stuff, but just to keep it concise, I feel like that's what I would say. Hone in on what you're good at. Like, what do you have? What's your like secret sauce or whatever that makes you so unique and makes people drawn to you? And then evaluate everything else with, is it worth it for me to be doing myself? Totally. And and I think that's where this all comes from too, of like, you kind of have that evaluation when you're in your nine to five and realizing, you know, why, why am I doing this nine to five? If I'd be rather, if I'd rather be doing something else. And then I think as you're building a business, kind of what you were saying earlier, like there is going to be that hustle. There's going to be that grind. There's going to be a lot of work to get the business up and running. But once it's running, once you get those systems in place, how do you make sure that it aligns and like allows you to kind of do the things that you want to do? You don't want to just work 24 seven. So I think that comes that, that that's really good advice of just like, really rediscovering your why and like really, really evaluating and making sure does this, why I got into this in the first place fully align with the business that I've actually now built. And then, yeah, just looking at like time tracking, how are you spending your time? What does that look like? I think that's really valuable. And I think we all can do those audits in our lives. Right. And I think, you know, the the things you say you value sometimes, but then the way you spend your time doesn't always match up. And I think that's where we can sometimes sit in this, like, man, like what's, what's going on? Like, why am I not fully like aligned right now what what is that and i think what you're saying there is just so cool and i think it's so awesome that you've like actually done that for yourself um i think this has been a really good conversation is there anything else that you would like to leave our listeners with today as they kind of take away from this episode okay if i could leave people with one thing with what they're taking away is hone in on what you're good at and stop trying to be like everyone else i feel like That is a key thing that I did early on, kind of out of necessity. I was like, you know, so burnt out that I couldn't keep running the race alongside everyone else. I was like, I can't, I can't be posting on Instagram nonstop. I can't be an SEO expert. I like, I can't be everything for everyone. And once I finally did that without reservation and just unapologetically, I feel like that's exactly when I got aligned with who I was and how I wanted to serve people. I feel like my best creative ideas came from that. We started doing these like niche bespoke wedding films that no one else offers in Colorado. And then that in turn like did provide more income because we were like honing in on that. So I would say be yourself and yes, you can take inspiration from everyone else that's doing it, but also sit with yourself and be like, how can I make this like such a true representation of who I am and then provide an excellent experience for someone else who's buying it from me. So I know there's like a lot packed into that, but kind of just shake, shake off everything else that you're seeing in your industry and be so uniquely you. And I think that is going to carry you so much further than you ever think it would. So I think that's one thing that I would say, like, I would love if people would take that away from anything that I say is just be you, you have it in you. You became an entrepreneur for a reason because you have so much in you to give. And so like, come back to that and just know your worth when you're going out and creating. That's the last thing I would say. I love it. I think that's so great. Kate, this has been such a great time. Thank you so much for just getting on the show today, telling everyone a little bit about your journey and just how you really like, 
I don't know. You just you're really going after aligning yourself with what you do. And I think that just is so evident in the work that you do and the way that you teach. And so for people who are interested in learning more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, well, this was so fun for me too. Thank you so much. So you can find me on Instagram at Kate's photo. It's C-A-I-T-S photo. And then my website, kateswithers.com. I have info on our mentorship program, Flourishing Photographer. I want women to flourish in this industry and not get boggled down, not get burnt out from hustle culture and be able to be like the woman that they were meant to be while being a freaking badass entrepreneur. So if you're interested in that, I have enrollment open for the next week. Otherwise, just DM me on Instagram. I am a social butterfly and I love talking to people no matter where you're at in your business. Like I feel like I'm an open book and would love to help in any way that I can. So great. So great. Everyone, I'm going to link that in the show notes. So if you're interested, go connect with Kate. She's awesome. And thank you all for being here for another episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. If you found this podcast helpful or insightful, we would absolutely be honored if you could take a moment to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. If you have any friends who you think would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And lastly, we absolutely love connecting with you all on social media. You can find us using the links below in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week.